1: IronOverload.io Overload.io Hardcore, episode 25. What's up, guys? And Steve and the
0: Moops are joining Yeah, What's up? Uh, this is the hardcore of all hardcore oral cycles, in my humble opinion, Steve. So, guys, if you are absolutely crazy, you might like this one. But seriously, you're going to need to pay proper attention to the advice we're going to give you today. Back to you, Steve.
1: Today we're going to talk about stacking pre-contest to oral steroids. And the two oral steroids we're going to talk about is oral trenbolone and halotestin. So, this is why we call this hardcore. Uh yeah. listen, you know, some of you might want to click out of this one. You know, this is <laughs> this, this this is uh this is a stack. Not for you know the the Not faint of heart on this one. So, um, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about stacking these two pre-contests. Now, why would you do that? I think um, in this situation, uh, you know, these two together would be absolute craziness. So, oral trembolone. It's got two main ester forms. You have acetate, and you have metrobolone, which is methyl tryenalone, and Look, oral trend never gained much popularity. Um, 95% of the time, people are going to be using the injectable version, and they much prefer that. But in this case, we're going to talk about metrobolone, alone. We're going to focus on that. It's got an altered 17-carbon position for oral use. And, you know, a lot of people like to use the oral version. They, they don't want to inject you know they want to be more flexible with with what they do so the nice thing about oral trembolone is it doesn't aromatize or convert into estrogen and that's why it's a really good one for pre contest if you want to cut down if you want to get harder you want to get more vascular you want to get the benefits of trembolone and um you know injectable trembolone doesn't aromatize into estrogen either by the way um so either way you're covered Um, when you don't have to worry about estrogen either way, the issue with the oral trend and the injectable trend, they're both hepatotoxic. So again, people think, well, oral trend is going to be hepatotoxic, but the injectable trend is not. That's false. Um, injectable steroids are also toxic to you, to your organs, including the liver. That's just how it is. Anytime you put a foreign substance in your body and you jack up the dose like crazy, it's going to be liver toxic. Just like any, pres- you can go to the pharmacy and get a prescription that a doctor wrote for you, and you take five, ten times what it was medically supposed what you're medically supposed to take. It's going to have side effects. It's going to affect your liver as well. So you can't tell me, oh, Steve, you know the injectable form of trembolone is going to be safer than the oral tr- tr- trend. It's just not true. Um, and you can run blood work if you don't believe me on that. Now. <clears throat> look at the at the same time uh, we have studies um that show that you I mean um, oral trend does have you know we've seen the the way it's structured it has a 17 alpha methyl group attachment and that's going to definitely cause a uh, liver strain and it's also a 19 nor steroid and it has the ability to, to, to bind well in all tissues and it's a great choice. For androgen receptors hitting those S, S, uh, androgen receptors, it's also resistant to metabolism. It's not going to interfere with some of the other things in the body as well. Um, it's it's a very, very strong, and you want to definitely uh, respect it. And, um, you know, some people have called it the most powerful steroid ever, most powerful oral steroid ever. So, that's mm. one of those things, you know, just depends on your. You know, it depends on your perspective. But look, at the end of the day, um, you know, some people say it's it's more mild than the injectable trembolone. They don't feel as many side effects. So it really depends on what kind of dosing that you're going to mess around with when it comes to using oral trembolone. So uh, really quick, Monster, before I bring you in, um, you're talking one to two uh, 250 microgram tablets for two to three weeks at a time. And you really want to keep an eye on 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 your numbers when you're on the stack. So let's push it to four weeks on the stack uh, ahead of your competition, maybe even three weeks at the at the most. So that would be that would be definitely the way you would run or run it. Um, And at, at the end of the day, usually, you know, each tablet will come in 250 microgram. So you would just go ahead and take one tablet a day and that would be that would be um your dose of the the oral trend so mobster yeah definitely chime in on this i don't need to hog the the whole podcast yeah
0: i'll i'll, I'll talk about halo testing but I think the only other it, oral I've used it orally because that's the way that you use it for pre uh, strength for powerlifting competitions probably check drops uh, which off the top of my head Steve I think mirilla bone is the technical name I might be wrong on that one guys you be sure to correct correct me in the comments um halo testing, and again, I, I agree with you, that the, some of the same side effects that you're going to get from uh, trembolone you're going to get from Halo. Uh, and again, like Steve said, four weeks, in my opinion, for this particular cycle. And again, that's because of the issue of the side effects. Something I've said in previous podcasts when we've talked about Tren uh, and any of the harder drugs. And when I say harder drugs, I mean the ones that are the most likely to have an effect on your body uh, to the point where you can sometimes get irritable and feel like they're working. Halo and trembolone are right up there. And so therefore, the more productive vis-a-vis in terms of strength or muscle or getting leaner, and the more you quote unquote feel them working, then the more likely you are to have side effects. It's just that simple. You've got drugs that we've talked about in previous podcasts where you go, oh, you won't really feel it on them, but you'll notice a difference at the end. And someone will say you dropped four pounds. And you'll go, well, I wasn't even sure it's working. But someone says, I oh, look leaner. This is this, this stack is not that stack. This stack is yeah man. honestly i mean abused uh, and this these are the sort of stories that we've heard going out there abused both of these run at silly amounts silly dosages is where you'll get people peeing blood or there'll be blood in your urine i'm not exaggerating for the sake of effect that is the case and uh, and again sometimes when you've heard of these those stories with other drugs it's because it's not what you thought it was on paper I'll just give you some of the numbers here, guys. Using Halo, users of HALO were reporting increases strength very quickly without water weight being put on. This is to the ridiculous anabolic and androgenic ratios. On paper, it is almost 20 times more anabolic than testosterone and arguably 10 times more androgenic. Now, I've said in previous podcasts, sometimes the chemical scores and the numbers that people apply to is our way of trying to figure out what works better and so on and so forth. In reality, that's not necessarily the case. However, these two, especially in combination, are potent. And something that we're going to talk about when we're talking about side effects, as we will in a moment, is make sure you use an organ protector like N2Guard on this cycle. This is not something that you guys, I I don't want anybody that does this cycle to be cheap. Buy a product, organ protector like N2Guard, and don't just have it handy, guys. Use it. There was Steve, I think, mentioned in multiple podcasts about getting your bloods done. You see, this is one where your numbers will be off. Your lipids will be off. The, the the Your doctor, if he didn't know you was doing anabolic steroids, would go, what the fuck? And so you 100% need an organ protector on this cycle. Uh, Halo is highly rated, especially in the power and strength community. It's... I've used it, and Steve's used it, and enough, neither one of us, and that might come down to our personality types, didn't seem to get much from it. But I know from talking to my strength buddies that uh, Halo is highly regarded on its own as a great increase, a, a slight increase in aggression, but especially increasingly the ability to fire to power on the day of a weightlifting or strength competition, specifically powerlifting and strongman I'm thinking of. Uh, more than safe, breaks, for example, the explosive style of Olympic lifting, and and uh, they are both. And I think Halo has a great reputation in the bodybuilding community as a hardener. Uh, if all again, diet, cardio, and everything else is in place, a lot of users are reporting hardening up, like on of the muscle, but with that increased aggression, with that increased power in the gym. So it's a great combination. But again, as for me, I think check drops. I never saw anybody recommend more than two weeks, Steve. For me, this, this is a, a short blaster. Uh, I, 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 I'm, as you know, when I've talked about alls before, six, seven, eight weeks. Never really run them longer than that. Uh, this, to me, is one of the few cycles I would run for a much, much shorter period of time. I can handle uh, anadrol, for example, six weeks, eight weeks, although I prefer it shorter. Here, I would not run it more than four weeks. I just would not. These, again, and it depends on your uh, how you respond. But this, and again, Halo on its own, is a very popular finisher for some people in their cycles before a competition. But as we say, both these items are liver toxic. You need to keep that in mind and you need to protect yourself in the right particular way. And uh, as great as the increase in aggression and power, and as great as the decrease in body fat and hardening of the muscle is, they must both be treated with respect. Dosage and wide, Steve. Uh, especially if if I was running it as a combination, but on its own, don't exceed more than 40 milligrams a day, guys. Uh, You're you're in the danger zone in terms of abuse. And again, your lipids, your blood numbers will show that, you know, you might be doing some amazing stuff in the gym, but the potential for uh, damage above and beyond the length of the cycle is there. Now, of course, guys, when we come to sensible advice, we talk about sensible dosages. When we talk about liver protectors, organ protectors, N2Guard, that's about repairing as much of the damage as possible and getting your numbers back to normal as quickly as possible. But for me, Steve, I would want a good length of time off after this cycle. And I'd probably want to get tested again and have my bloods to make sure they come back down into the range they're supposed to be before I even think about doing something. That might mean that the PC takes a little bit longer, which is another reason why it's run close to competition for competition for bodybuilders and close to competition for weightlifters and strength athletes. Because after the competition, guys, that's when you rest and recover. So keep those in mind. Um, What about running the numbers together, Steve? I mean, we've talked about micrograms for the the neural training and milligrams, uh, 40 milligrams, for example, in the case of, do you know what, I might mitigate those numbers again. And for example, if I was running the two together, I'd probably run the the, the halo a little bit less. And we've got an article that we're gonna associate with this uh, podcast, guys. 20 to 30 milligrams a day and uh something else you could possibly do specifically with the halo and some people do this with the trend but i'm thinking of the halo specifically for this just because of that small increase in aggression and certain users so steve and i didn't have that 10 maybe 20 milligrams two hours before a strength workout especially and um, for those uh, and for those of you that are bodybuilders that are running up to the competitions uh, getting on stage as you're getting tired, as you're becoming depleted, for that a little bit of a kick. Again, I'm not a big fan of drugs pre-workout as such, but because you're using these anyway, you might get a small kick and an additional benefit by using them one or two hours before. And again, 10, 20 milligrams, maybe 20 to 30. But I'm thinking, again, combination for the trend, 20 to 30 milligrams is maybe a combination on its own 40 and maybe 10 to 20 before the workout, just for clarity. So it's about to At the end of the day with
1: oral trend, you know, you know, stacking with halo would be, I think it would be really dumb to run any higher than 250 micrograms. But if you're running it solo, you could run it up to a a one, one milligram, you know, that's it. But in a stack, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it. So I wanted to kind of go over some of the side effects that you can expect um, when it comes to. Side effects to watch out for on the cycle. Now, one of the side effects you're going to probably notice pretty quick, maybe after a week or ten days on the cycle, is the fatigue, and that's going to be uh, an issue. A lot of guys, you know, including me, who have run you know harsher stacks and in you monster, will notice when you're not in the gym, you feel lethargic, you feel blah all day. Oh yeah. But then yeah. when you're in the gym. You're real, you know, your adrenaline goes and everything, and then you have a hell of a workout on the stack on a on a harsh stack, any harsh stack like this. So that's that's what you're gonna experience, and that's gonna be a telltale sign that your organs are under a lot of stress, not just your liver, your kidneys, your heart, everything else. Mobster mentioned earlier, dark urine color. Um, yeah. I when I've been on a really harsh stack, I was having I got I got a uh, seasickness. I've, I've told the story a couple times on the podcast before. I went on a fishing trip uh, about 13 miles offshore, lucky 13. As soon as we got like about a mile and a half offshore, it was over. Throwing up, diarrhea, nonstop. It was miserable. And half the boat was joining me. And the The problem was I was on a trend cycle, a pretty harsh trend cycle at the time. So I was pissing out brown on that. You know, I came really close to dying, like seriously, to having liver failure on that on that experience. But that's what's going to happen here. So you want to be careful. Keep an eye on your liver. That's uh, on, on your urine color, because that could be a telltale sign your liver is under a lot of stress. Another big one is jaundice. And we've I've seen this, especially with younger guys who mistakenly take like a pro hormone that they think is safe. But it's really harsh on their liver, and we're talking sadly teenagers, and they end up posting pictures online of jaundice, and you know, uh, yeah, yeah. yellow, yellow eyes, yellow skin. That's that's a telltale yeah. sign of jaundice, and and that's liver. That's definitely liver. So if you have any of these issues that you know that come up, the jaundice, the dark urine, even the stool, your 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 bowels be being dark, that's a telltale sign that you need to stop. You know that's yeah. that's it. Time to end the cycle and stop the fatigue. Okay, you can you can you can deal with that. You can push through it, but if it gets any worse than that, you got to do the smart thing, and and come up. So those are the telltale signs to go. So I'll start to touch on that, and we'll talk about some of the other benefits of, of the cycle that we can so expect.
0: One, one of the analogies I've used in the past, Steve, when I've, I think I've referred to a sports car, and I said sometimes when we use a stimulants. Uh, and any of the fat-burning steroids, clenbuterol, and any of these kind of hormones, thyroid hormones, et cetera, is essentially we're revving the engine. So let's use this as an analogy again. Guys, you're athletes. You're training in the gym. You should be, quote-unquote, athletic in your approach, right? So th- this analogy, let's imagine as an athlete, you are a sports car. This is like using too rich of a fuel. And what happens? You're burning oil. Smoke's coming out the back. The engine's too hot and lo and behold you're kind of burning stuff up man you're wearing that engine you're wearing out uh, the bits between the engine the, the stuff's overheating and you can only do that briefly it's basically by like putting too rich of fuel and then driving real real fast yes the richer fuel will give you a little bit more of a boost but you're fucking the engine up guys and and the engine is you it's not just your heart whatever else the engine is you so again you expect and I would expect fully on this cycle a specifically greater response, but that much greater response, and I'm talking anabolically and talking about strength from whatever else comes with these issues. If the car overheats, if the car's smoking, that's not good. And this is what we're talking about here, guys, which is why we talk about sensible doses on every podcast, and we talk about specifically in this example, monitoring your bloods, using a product like n and, and, and just being aware. Occasionally we will see people come on the forums that have never used steroids before and they've got like 1.2, one and a half grams. And we're like, no, you've never run anything. How the fuck do you know where you going to respond? For me, this is an experienced user. Something else I stay say, even as me and you would agree on this, and the Halo article specifically mentioned is, females should not use Halo testing Under any circumstances, occasionally we will read stories about someone that needed to get super hard or whatever else. And I'll talk about women again. It's a real, real bad idea, Uh, no matter what the dosage is. This is the stuff that we're talking about users of men having problems. They are exaggerated above and beyond again for women. That's just nature. Feel free to argue otherwise. But it's just nature and it's to do with testosterone, estrogen ratios and body fat levels and a bunch of other things which are specific to women and men. And it's just you're just going to struggle. Ladies, you're just going to have that much of a level of side effects over and above a man would. And on this particular cycle, some some users, honestly, approach this with care. Keep that in mind. As Steve said, honestly, for me, it's a no. I can't see me thinking about running this, and especially at my age now, at any point in the not-too-distant future. I've run Halo on its own for a few weeks, didn't get so much, still never used tread. That might be, maybe, something that I'll use. But the two together, I can't see me between now and when they nail the lid on the box, uh, putting this combination into effect. And certainly, uh, if I can maybe, maybe, a couple of weeks, if I decide to do some sort of strength competition, and then only a low, low dosages. And I'd want to feel it working for that particular thing, but then I would do everything I possibly could to protect myself and make sure that everything else was on point in terms of my health and my diet and whatever else to give myself as great a chance of recovery as I possibly could. But again, i'm fifty eight now, Steve, as we do this podcast, the older I get, the less likely this stuff's going to come. Yeah, back to you. So just' kind of give you more ideas on how to use it
1: pre-contest. So I would say you're going into a competition and, I would say you want to basically save this for the last three weeks. This is going to be your bomb, you know, the last three weeks. You're going to take both of these. Zero estrogen aromatization with either one. Hardness. I would basically do it like this. I wouldn't be using Tremblone before this. Tremblone is just too harsh. Um, You would really, really, it would be kind of productive in my mind. So what I would focus on before this Really, really tiny dose of, of testosterone, maybe 100 milligrams, and then masteron. Masteron, say 500, 600 milligrams of masteron, and then equipoise. Do like 500 to 1,000 milligrams of equipoise, and run that, okay, for about 10, 12 weeks. And then when you're, when you stop those, stop all of that, including the testosterone. Just stop it. And then just go on this cycle. And then I would go with 250 micrograms of the oral trend. And then I would go with the halo about 10 milligrams. That's a really, really low end dosing, but you're stacking them together and you're coming off a mild cycle. Okay. So, yeah, and then these are going to harden you up. So versus jumping on Winstroll, jumping on clen, jumping on, you know, having trend in your system, like usually yeah. competitors have. You would jump on this stack instead, and I think it would—I think it would be a really, really cool thing to really, really try. And it could separate you uh, from your competitors, you know, on stage. I think it would be really, really uh, interesting to see how you would do. So, so definitely, that's the way I would—I would run it. And then, you know, once the competition is over, come off, take a take a, a break from. Um, anabolic steroid yeah. use really give the liver a break make sure you're taking your n2 gar make sure you're taking your support supplements do some fasting just really do stuff to kind of repair all the damage you did to your your, your organs and i think that would be the best strategy to using this stack pre-contest so mobster why don't you touch on that and uh, give your opinion
0: i'm just thinking steve this is definitely not a cycle i would do if i was part of the and I, I you guys know i'm not But if I was in a blast and cruise kind of guy, and what do we mean when we say blast and cruise? For those of you who don't know, it means doing harsher steroids or bigger doses of steroids during the blast, which is when you're blowing up and in cruising in between cycles, uh, as a lot of you guys seem to refer to and I've addressed this before as a way of holding on to muscle and because you like how you feel when you're on on a cycle, Uh, certainly when you're taking testosterone, regardless of the version. This is to me is not cycle i would blast and cruise with i wouldn't blast this and then go back to some sort of low dose testosterone uh, in between uh, certainly not at anything above trt levels uh, so guys keep that in mind I, as i said I, i'm I always agree with steve on these things it's the reason why we do this podcast because we don't differ too much in that particular regard do we steve so you know um uh, I agree with him 1,000% in terms of the dosages. I think the only thing I've been talking about, because we talked about bodybuilding, and as I agree with Steve 100%, it sounds very good, uh, and I've actually listened to a podcast, uh, a different one uh, recently, Steve, where they were talking about taking out particular drugs in the last couple of weeks, and so, you know, basically, guys, you're not looking for any water retention, you are looking the diet down, you are looking to condition down, you are looking the cardio down. This is one of those fun cycles, I mean, story, as we talked about already, where you're going to have that gnarly nasty look now from a strength perspective again to me you do the numbers i said to the guys at the gym this morning work the the program do the numbers and then as you get closer to the competition if you decide to use a cycle like this and specifically this one for strength i'd probably only run it a couple of weeks then because i should have done the work in the gym and for me it's one of those guaranteeing that I'm going to kick ass on the day. Now, whether that's on stage as a bodybuilder, looking super hard and freaky looking, and as Steve says, you separating yourself from the rest of the pack and giving yourself a chance for the first, the second, or the third place, in other words, up on the podium, for me, it would be the same thing in strength training. So in competitions, I want that edge. Uh, that's how my brain works. And I want the edge because I've done the training. I want the edge because I've done the work. And this is a, 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 a something to me with when that, that increasing aggression, especially... On the weightlifting platform, especially on the field of play, at that last part where everything else is done, and all I want on the day is to uh, almost be raged. I, I want that level of aggression that this will give me. I almost want the irritable feeling that this is going to give me because it's going to make me feel nasty, and I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to crush the bar, and I'm going to kill the weight, and you know, give the give the ref the evil eye, whatever. And in terms of doing my absolute best, the adrenaline. And the serotonin from winning is going to make me a nice guy right after the competition. But when I'm lifting those weights, I want to be nasty. And I suspect for me, this would be that kind of cycle, Steve. It's going to, it's going to maybe uh, again, if you're sensitive, it might be slightly on edge. But it's going to, it's going to, get, it's going to, You're going to be firing. You're going to be firing. Those muscle fibers are going to be firing, and uh, you're going to be kicking ass, and you're going to be squeezing the bar harder than normal. You're going to be lifting harder than normal. Uh, so, and again, it's one hundred percent. After the cycle, I don't think it's as I said just now. a Cruising cycle. This is for me. Come off and go clean. I, if you know something else in terms of the, uh, you mentioned the euro, and I mentioned it earlier on, Steve. Hydrate, guys. If you drink, let's say four liters of water a day, add another liter. Seriously, up your hydration. Flush the system out, and you must use an organ protector. It is a given. There's no question here, guys. 100% in the protect competitor, like N2Guard, on this cycle. We could talk about the dosages here for this, Steve. So we talked about the micrograms and milligrams for the Trent and the Halo. I know I've said this a bunch of times on the forum, guys. If the, pot, if the pot says seven, why can't you take seven, guys? You don't need to reinvent the wheel. This is the one of the few times I might actually up the dosages, Steve. An associated article for the Halo talks about nine, And if you do peak at around 30 milligrams a day, because that's the highest that we talked about, especially running it solo, then you might run as high as 11 capsules a day. Typically, I think the recommendation most days is seven, but we're talking about two, two super harsh orals in combination for a short period of time. So where I would normally recommend following the recommendation on the side of the tub here is the one occasion where I would up the dose. And I think if nothing else, Steve, it's a psychological thing. I just want to be sure that I'm keeping myself as healthy as possible. Back to you.
1: Look, at the end of the day, I think on this one, one of my tips um, is naps. Uh, so depending on when you work out, if you can get in a nap after your work, that's going to help tremendously. Your body's going to be under a lot of stress. You're doing yeah. this. You're doing this. Con- you're doing uh, you're, you're cutting into your competition. You're running this cycle. Your body's under a lot of stress. The best thing for stress is sleep. Sleep is the time for your body to release that stress, calm and everything. Um, Look into supplements like GABA. GABA are really good for calming. Look into other calming supplements um, and those will help kind of relax your mind. Look into doing some meditation, some yoga before bed. That's going to help relax your mind. You don't want to be eating a lot of unhealthy foods. You don't want to be eating any unhealthy foods. When you eat unhealthy foods, it stresses your body out more. So one of the keys, I mean, not that you should be eating clean already, you know, going, you know, you're you're competing here. This is a pre-contest stack. You should be eating clean already. So there's really no excuse. You eat trash food. You stress out your body. That's the bottom line. Watch out for the refined oils. They're in everything. Watch out for the preservatives. They're in everything. The additives, the dyes, the food dyes, unnatural foods, processed foods, stay the hell away from them. You know, eat a whole food, natural diet, and that's going to be the less stress. The more things you put in your body at one time, the more stress on your body. Think about it. So if you get like a shake, everyone loves shakes. Everyone thinks bodybuilders drink shakes. Okay, The bodybuilders I know don't drink shakes, by the way, but shakes are horrible, For stressing out your body, because if you think about it, you're putting like eight things in the shake and you're mixing it right you're blending it Mm -hmm. you're processing it it's going in your body. Now your body has to process what you just put into it, your body doesn't know what the hell to do it's got eight different things hitting it at the same time, it's got to produce enzymes, all these enzymes to digest what you just put into it, how the hell does that make sense. So you got to just don't think oh my god emotional stress emotional stress. Is stress. Yes, it is, but also the foods you're putting in your body and the wrong yeah. things you're putting in your body are also stressing your body. So my sure to touch on final thoughts I'll, and take us in the disclaimer. Yeah. Great show.
0: I'll, I'll dispute what Steve says. The only reason for that, Steve, because normally you and I agree on a great many things, is that I have my whey protein, my shake is unflavored. There's nothing in there, there's no sweetness, there's no colorings, there's no additives, there's no preservatives, there's nothing. I think it's got soy like as an emulsifier. That's it. And that's just so that the powder doesn't stick the bit and it shakes up nicely. So, guys, most of you won't like it. Most of you need the sweetener. Most of you need the flavouring or whatever. I don't have it like that. So I'm having one thing, maybe two, not eight like Steve says. So, yeah, I mean, this is a thing, guys. And I said this before for other podcasts. Um, many drugs, and especially this cycle, is so goddamn patent, you almost think, potent even, you almost think that you can do stupid stuff and get away with it. And maybe the freaks of you, they might be able to do that. But here's the reality, guys. The rest of you cannot. So, as always, work hard. Eat clean. You should feel, whether it's for the strength or for a bodybuilding competition, dog tired, especially in the last few weeks when you're running this cycle. I, I want to feel like that, Steve. I want to feel fucked up because I want to feel that I've outworked every other motherfucker there is, especially back in the day when I was kicking ass. I wanted to feel like a beaten up old man because I didn't want anybody else to work harder than me. Now, if you're a bodybuilder, same applies. It's not a physically nice sensation, but it means your diet's in point that you're losing body fat, that you're getting ripped. You, in order to force that shit to happen, you've got to do stuff that most human beings don't do. You're kind of half starving, you're half out working, you're lifting crazy weights in the gym, and that's how you present that physique on stage with this cycle. And the same thing for a strength competition, powerlifting competition, doing fucked up shit that no one else is doing in order to be the best, to win, to get that trophy, to have that big number that no one else has pulled. So keep that in mind, but for short periods of time only, and it works so much better if the diet and the cardio and the work is all on point. Don't be lazy motherfuckers. I don't think our listeners are lazy motherfuckers, but don't be just in case. As always, please note we are not doctors, and the opinions on these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view, and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.